Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're joining us for this podcast. Our overarching theme at this time of year is Kingdom, the Kingship of Christ, and also Remembrance, hence the red altar frontal behind me. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. In the days to come, they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, says the Lord.
very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this Remembrance Sunday, when we remember the horror and the pity of war. We honour the memories of those who gave their lives in the service of their country, and we pray for the peace of our world and pledge ourselves to do all that we can to bring that about. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We remember before you with gratitude, O Lord our God, those who gave their lives for the cause of freedom. We pray that their devotion may bear fruit in us for whom they died, in more abundant concern for others and in our commitment to peace and justice. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
Out of the darkness of our divided world, we cry to you, O Lord. Let not the hope of men perish, nor their sacrifice be in vain. Turn to yourself the hearts of rulers and peoples, that a new world may arise where all may live as your children in the bond of peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We sit or kneel for our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess to God the sins and shortcomings of the world, its pride, its selfishness, its greed, its evil divisions and hatreds. Let us confess our share in what is wrong and our failure to see and establish the peace that God wills for his children. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.
Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, from whose love in Christ we cannot be parted either by death or life. Hear our prayers and thanksgivings for all whom we remember this day. Fulfill in them the purpose of your love and bring us all with them to your eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the fountain of the water of life, without payment. He who conquers shall have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women who had accompanied Jesus went to the tomb, taking the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in June this year, a group of us from St Bride's undertook a pilgrimage to Austria and Germany. The primary reason for our journey, which had been postponed from 2020 due to COVID, was to attend a performance of the world-famous passion play at Obramagau, which, as some of you will be aware, has been performed there every 10 years since the 1600s. And I have to say, <clears throat> it proved to be one of the most extraordinary and mind-blowing theatrical experiences I've ever had. But that is the subject for another sermon. It's another experience from that journey that I want to speak about today. <clears throat> um, we spent the days leading up to the Oberammergau performance just over the border in Austria, where we did a number of really interesting things. We walked part of the famous Jakobsweg, the Austrian part of the centuries-old Camino pilgrim trail that leads to Santiago de Compostela. We visited churches and sacred sites, and we had a day in Salzburg, where on the steps of the Mirabel Gardens, one of our number serenaded us with renditions from a certain well-known Hollywood musical. It was a thoroughly memorable time for all kinds of reasons. During our time in Austria, we stayed in a really nice family-run hotel in a beautiful little village called Maria Alm, which is surrounded by snow-capped mountains on every side. Our hotel overlooked the village church, which was immediately next door. And at the entrance of that village churchyard was a very curious building. It was octagonal with a small spire on the top and it looked to be two stories high, although when you entered it you discovered that it was in fact a single chamber. It turned out to be the Maria Arm War Memorial commemorating their dead of two world wars. At first sight, the memorial plaques inside that building looked very familiar. Carved tablets set into the walls, listing the names of all the men of that village, many of them heartbreakingly young, 
who had been killed or were missing, or in some cases rather more happily, who had survived and returned home. But when I looked more closely, I realised that there were certain features of those memorial plaques that were interestingly different. Indeed, I ended up going back more than once during my time there to take photographs because I found myself quite haunted by what I had seen. The first thing that I noticed was this. In many of our own war memorials, the names of the dead are simply listed, usually in alphabetical order, and sometimes accompanied by their age, and occasionally, as in my own previous parish, with their military rank and regiment, or equivalent for those serving in the RAF or the Royal Navy. You know the kind of thing. Lance Corporal W.G. Norris, Northamptonshire Regiment, that kind of thing. But the tablet commemorating those men from, Mar from Maria Arne, who died in the 1914-1918 war, lists their names and their ages, not with their military rank and title, but with their original trade and profession. So, we discover that Anton Arberger, who died aged 44, was a Schustermeister, a master shoemaker. Josef Schragel was a 33-year-old baker. Hermann Herzog was a 19-year-old student. Georg Morokuti was a 28-year-old Zimmermeister, a carpenter. There were farmers and farmers' sons, a professional huntsman, a building superintendent, a blacksmith, and a large number of young men whose profession is simply described as Knecht. I had to consult a native German-speaking German, German -speaking member of our own congregation here about that one, but she tells me it probably indicates the kind of ordinary worker in a trade, it could be any trade, who was not running his own business. So, these victims of war were identified at their death on those war memorials, not as military men, but as villagers, as the ordinary working men that they had been before the devastation of war tore them from their homes and tragically robbed so many of them of their lives. I was quite profoundly affected by that realisation before I then turned my attention to the memorials on the walls there that related to the Second World War, which had a similar impact on me, but for a slightly different reason. Here again were the names and the dates of the dead and the lost. But unlike those from the Great War, on these lists, the trades of those were not included. Instead, we were told the places where they fell or were last seen, mostly Russia, but also Hungary, Poland, Romania, and in one case, interestingly, Italy, because the men of Maria Arm were sent to fight in the eastern end of Europe rather than here in the west. But what made those memorial tablets so poignant for me was that for these individuals, each name was accompanied by a photograph, a picture of that man's face. Some were in military uniform, others were in civvies, 
but each individual human face, each precious human being, lost to the horror and the waste of war, was there, recorded for posterity, looking out at you. And the final thing <coughs> that struck me very powerfully <coughs> in that memorial building was not the memorial plaques themselves, but in fact the very first thing that you encountered when you entered the chamber, which was a very large sculpture. It was a sculpture of the Pietà, Mary, the mother of Jesus, her face full of grief and sorrow and woe, holding the dead body of the crucified Christ across her lap, mourning his loss. And in that single powerful image, one saw the grief of every mother, of mothers of every nation, who have mourned the loss of much-loved sons. And one also saw how the death of every precious human individual in war grieves the heart of God. It was a symbol of the tragic suffering and the human cost of war that transcended national boundaries and national conflicts. It just spoke to the consequences, the human tragedy and the terrible waste of war. And that, of course, has been true throughout human history for as long as human beings have wielded weapons against one another. How we must grieve the heart of God, not only when we resort to violence, but also in those occasions where confronting the manifestations of human evil require us, tragically, to employ force. Seeing that statue, the grieving mother of Jesus holding her dead son, I was reminded of a poem by the American writer and poet Walt Whitman. Whitman lived through the horrors of the American Civil War. As some of you will be aware, the death toll of that particular conflict was also utterly devastating. It's estimated that between 620 and 850,000 soldiers lost their lives. And that's before you begin to factor in the civilian casualties that are impossible to calculate accurately. In the following poem, Whitman describes the symbolic figure whom he names as the mother of all. I suppose a kind of mother nature figure. Walking through a battlefield in the immediate aftermath of a horrific and bloody encounter, guns still smoking, and the mother of all is surveying the tragic waste of young life around her, mourning the loss of her dead sons. No distinction or partiality between who was on which side. It's simply the terrible devastation and loss of human life that she surveys. And she pleads with the earth to take her sons back to itself. And then, poignantly, asks that in time they may one day be returned to her, unseen in future centuries, blown on the wind. It is a heart-rending testimony to the tragic cost of war.
Walt Whitman wrote this. Pensive, on her dead gazing, I heard the mother of all, desperate, on the torn bodies, on the forms covering the battlefields gazing, as the last gun ceased, but the scent of the powder smoke lingered, as she called to her earth with mournful voice while she stalked. Absorb them well, O oh my earth, she cried. I charge you, lose not my sons, lose not an atom. And you streams, absorb them well, taking their dear blood. And you mountainsides and the woods where my dear children's blood trickling, reddened, and you trees down to your roots to bequeath to all future trees. My dead absorb, my young men's beautiful bodies absorb, and their precious, precious, precious blood, which, holding in trust for me, faithfully back again give me many a year hence, in unseen essence and odour of surface and grass, centuries hence, in blowing airs from the fields. Back again, give me my darlings, give me my immortal heroes. Exhale me them, centuries hence, breathe me their breath, let not an atom be lost. O years and graves, O air and soil, O my dead, an aroma sweet. Exhale them, perennial sweet death, years, centuries hence. Today we honour the dead of two world wars and of conflicts across the centuries. We honour their sacrifice and we mourn their loss. But above all on this day, we must never, ever forget the horror and the tragedy and the waste of war. Amen.
The response to our prayers this morning is, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. As we come together this Remembrance Sunday, let us pray for all who suffer as a result of conflict and ask that God may give us peace. For the servicemen and women who have died in the violence of war, each one remembered by and known to God, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For those who love them in death as in life, offering the distress of our grief and the sadness of our loss, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For all members of the armed forces who are in danger this day, remembering family, friends, and all who pray for their safe return. Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For civilian women, children and men whose lives are disfigured by war or terror, calling to mind in penitence the anger and hatred of humanity, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For all journalists and members of the press who put themselves in harm's way to bring us news from the front line, to ensure that truth is seen and heard and that justice is done, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For peacemakers and peacekeepers who seek to keep this world secure and free, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For all who bear the burden and privilege of leadership, political, military and religious, asking for the gifts of wisdom and resolve in the search of reconciliation and peace, Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. For all here at St Bride's, for Alison, our rector, Jeff and Steve, our associate priests, for the choir, our orchestra, and all who work so hard to make sure that those who visit here are made welcome. Lord, in your mercy, give us your peace. O God of truth and justice, we hold before you those whose memory we cherish and those whose names we will never know. Help us lift our eyes above the challenge of this broken world and grant us the grace to pray for those who wish to harm us. As we honour the past, may we put our faith in your future, for you are the source of life and hope, now and forever. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, prayers these prayers for the, for the sake, sake of your, your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? To crown all things there must be love, to bind all together and complete the whole. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks that he is the King of glory, who overcomes the sting of death and opens the kingdom of heaven to all believers. He is seated at your right hand in glory, and we believe that he will come to be our judge. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven. We worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, 
trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercy. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he
Let us pray. O God of peace, whose Son Jesus Christ proclaimed the kingdom and restored the broken to wholeness of life, look with compassion upon the anguish of the world and, by thy healing power, make whole both people and nations through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise. Grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, to the Church, the Queen, the Commonwealth, and all mankind, peace and concord, and to us and all his servants, life everlasting, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Peace of Christ.